Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The National Football League's Players Association came out with their annual survey of ownership and Art Rooney fared very, very, very poorly. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I have three words to offer on this subject before we begin. Three really important words. I don't care. Okay. I just don't. There's nothing about this story that moves me. Not one thing. Now, that said, I could see from afar, meaning I'm in Bradenton, Florida, covering spring training, that everybody back home was going berserk over this. That tells me principally that it occurred on the final day of February, when there's absolutely no football news to be found because even the NFL scouting combine doesn't really get going until later this morning. Now, that said, since the NFLPA's survey had a 74% response rate, which is pretty good, three quarters of all players filled this thing out, it's safe to say that it's representative of the group as a whole, meaning the entire union membership. I would presume that that's also the case as related to the Steelers. We can't know that. Among the highlights or lowlights, I guess, of this survey is that Mike Tomlin got an A for being the head coach. And that's actually the way that category was worded. It was just head coach. Head coach gets an A. Tomlin gets an A. All right, fine. I could have told you and have told you many times over the years that Tomlin is beloved in that locker room. Now, the locker room itself and the weight room and the practice facility, that's obviously something that's going to be of concern. You do want to have top-notch facilities, not so much to impress free agents. Uh, Free agents, (laughs) there's only one thing that's going to impress a free agent, and I say this all the time. It's whatever's written on the check. Okay, you can bring in somebody, you know, when they do those tours and they come around to the practice facility and they end up trying to find a way to keep that player or in the case of Arthur Smith, keep that coach. I guarantee you that the next person who walks around the facility and says, hey, you know what? I I was going to take this job that was going to be better paying than other offers or even the same pay. But man, your facilities are terrible. I'm out of here. Can you guys please validate my parking? All right, thanks. The weight room is different because the weight room leads into competition. The weight room is the place where your grade A head coach will admonish people that they need to be spending time and get into, using his terminology here, NFL shape. 
So that does matter. I didn't see anybody, if you read the particulars, suggest that the Steelers' weight room was lacking. The phrasing was that it's not any better than something that they could get off campus. There also was a suggestion that they could use more individual training, more specialized training. Okay, that's legit. Meaning that if that's the case, and I couldn't know this, we're not allowed in weight rooms, then that's got to be addressed. So why, if I'm acknowledging all of these things as being valid, do I say that I don't care? Here's why. Have you, I'm talking to you now, have you ever filled out a survey for something in which you have an exceptionally strong opinion about a single thing, and it's the only reason you're filling out the survey, like if Target is out of raisin bread and you're really mad that Target's out of raisin bread, you'll fill out a 30-point questionnaire just to let them know that you're disappointed that the raisin bread shelf was sadly left empty upon your last visit. If this sounds like something I've actually done, maybe I have, but I wouldn't admit it on this program. But you've done this. Fess up. So you can picture these players who are mad about one thing and one thing alone. You're going to have to take my word for this because I hear it from them too. And that's that family setup over at Akershire Stadium. There is nothing amiss with the Steelers' locker room over on the south side. There's nothing to be amiss. Do you know what a locker room is, what a locker room looks like in any professional sports environment? It's just a big room. Are the wooden stalls kind of dated? Sure. Have they annoyingly still left up some of the plexiglass from the COVID time between teammates? Yeah, they've done that too. But as someone who's traveled around the NFL, I've seen other locker rooms. This, this one's no different. I once spent a week at the Ravens practice facility in Owing Mills, Maryland. It was no different. Not in the slightest. These guys are mad about one thing and one thing alone. They want to be able to invite as many family and friends as possible and have them be placed somewhere in the stadium that's both comfortable and allows them to watch the game and allows them to congregate afterward, eat and whatever else as they wait for the players to emerge from the flaming hellscape that is their locker room. I'm sorry. I'm trying here. Okay. The family thing is real though. All right. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep a straight face through this. The family thing is real. And it's not something that can be compared to, let's say, uh, the NHL or Major League Baseball. Football has 53 players on the roster. Football has only eight or nine home games in the regular season a year. So it's reasonable to expect that players will be more demanding of having family and friends accommodated. From the hockey and baseball players in town, I'll hear maybe once or twice over an entire season that they're looking for family and friends to get in. It's usually when they're passing through a hometown or there's some special event, you know, a milestone that's about to be hit or obviously someone making their NHL or MLB debuts, stuff like that. In football, it's every game. And people will be flying in. 
And then when they get to the stadium, they're expecting to be treated a certain way. I could give you some some negative stories about how well they expect to be treated. But to an extent, that's that's fair. Okay, you would want if you were playing for the Steelers, you would want, you know, your wife and kids or your uh, mom and dad or whatever to be able to come in and, you know, enjoy the day. And what really gets them is when they talk to people who play for other teams and those people from other teams will tell them how their employers handle the same situation. So that does need to be taken care of. That needs to happen at Akershire Stadium. And I could not be convinced that all the other stuff that's being bandied about related to the South Side is just nonsense because I'm there and there's just nothing wrong with the place at all. But when we come back, J1Q, and I will keep a straight face through the whole J1Q, I promise. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's show is sponsored by the Poker Room at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Join them this month for the Daily Hand Hustle promotion, where the first 20 hands will win up to $200. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament. That's March 7th through the 10th with a $25,000 guaranteed prize pool. Plus, join Live for an $8,000 cash drawing on March 24th at noon. Follow them on X at Live Poker WML. Again, that's at Live Poker WML. Live Casino Pittsburgh, located on Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Today's J1Q comes from Bill, who in reference to yesterday's program said, DK, when you stated, when was the last time the Steelers made a big move? All I was thinking was, well, when was the last time the Steelers were relevant in the playoffs? Big risks can indeed come with big rewards, but one has to be willing to take that risk. Yes, absolutely. Fair points. However, before I get to them, Bill, so many of you reached out yesterday to point out that when I asked in the show, when was the last time the Steelers made a move that just floored you, meaning from a surprise standpoint, not necessarily from a team impact standpoint. And oh my goodness, all the Minka replies again and again and again and again. Minka, Minka, Minka. How'd you forget about Minka? How'd you forget? I didn't forget about Minka. Here's my thing with Minka. When that happened, it had been known that the Dolphins were about to be dumb enough to let him go. And I advocated that week before it happened that the Steelers should go out and get this player. Yes, it was very out of character, sending a first-round pick and everything else. But I think the other part that might have made it less surprising for me, and again, speaking only for myself here, 
was, well, here, what was your very, very, very first thought when the Steelers got Minka that week? And if you answer by saying something, something, something about Minka or giving up a first round pick, you're not remembering it correctly because that was the week that Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. It was the week heading into the game in Santa Clara against the 49ers. And it was almost universally seen as the end of their season. That was it. Week two, they were done. So in turn, when this trade occurred, a lot of the reaction around town was, oh, the Steelers are trying to send a message to their players that the season isn't over. How very Steelers of them. Huh? Uh-huh. Remember that? Okay, that actually was the case. And that was part of the discussion at the time. That it wasn't such a surprise because this is just the way the Steelers are. Every season is a season in which you should compete for the Super Bowl. So what did you bring up again, Bill? I already forgot. Let me go back to the question here. Oh, big risks coming with big rewards. Yeah, and Minka, I don't know how much of a risk Minka was. Uh, Certainly, Tomlin and Kevin Colbert and everyone else involved in that made it sound like it was the ultimate no-brainer. And then Minka came along and became, by some accounts, the very best safety in the NFL. That's that's about as, uh, I guess, risk-reward-ish as you get, meaning toward the safe side. They felt that strongly about him, and they brought him in for what they saw as being a reasonable price for a team that usually picks in the 20s in the draft. But if you're suggesting, Bill, that they need to do more of that sort of thing in order to be successful in the playoffs, boy, I've got a pretty easy counter for you. Devin Bush. I don't want to see them trading up. I don't want to see them trading up unless they, they, well, if they have a Minka up there, if they have someone who's just such a slam dunk, who's been so grossly overlooked for whatever reason, or underappreciated for whatever reason, then go get him. But you don't do it because there's two Devons up there and we're just going to take one of them, pretending that they were equal things. So I don't want to see risk for the sake of risk. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody who got back to me with all the Minka answers. And we will do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.